0: We are very excited to welcome you to the Lupus Academy podcast. I'm your host, Raquel Faria, a doctor of internal medicine at the Centro Hospitalar Universitario do Porto. In this podcast, I will talk with experts from the Lupus Academy Steering Committee about highlights of Congresses. We will also discuss difficult cases and have an episode where we review all the exciting things that have happening in Lupus this year. You can listen to the, this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to podcasts. All episodes will be also available in the library on our website. Please check the show notes for all relevant links. The Lupus Academy has been providing accredited educations for healthcare professionals since 2012, and with this podcast, we plan to provide you with regular updates in the field of lupus which we hope you will enjoy wherever you're listening. Welcome, Professors David Eisenberg from UCL uh, in London and Ronald van Vollenhoven from VUMC in Amsterdam. Both both have been members of Lupus Academy Steering Committee for over 10 years. Welcome, gentlemen.
1: That's part of why we are excited about new developments. The other thing that's also exciting is that we are getting better, slowly but surely, I emphasize also slowly, in doing the clinical trials. Yeah, I I have a couple of thoughts because I think it's very fascinating, but my answer are, some of them are going to be controversial. So the first, the easiest answer is uh, you are right and we don't know, but that's not a very nice answer. But this is controversial because the EMA and also the FDA in the United States have not taken that position.
2: The real emphasis was, was to try to get over the point, a very important point, that lupus patients have lots and lots of symptoms, but they're not all due to activity of the disease. It could be due to damage, they could be due to concomitant disease. And I would have liked to see that those who are
1: developing this drug would have embraced the position that there is a biomarker for this treatment because having a biomarker for a treatment is a great thing.
2: To give a drug a chance to shine, let's put it like that, you need to keep the steroids as low as possible. If you can, the other immunosuppressives as low as possible. That at least gives your drug a chance to show what it can do. Without that, it's difficult.
1: We should not complain too much. There is a little bit of a, a tendency in the lupus community to say, and oh, it's been so terribly difficult with the clinical trials. We've had so many failed trials, but we are and sometimes feeling a little bit too sorry for ourselves because in every medical area, there are there are trials that fail. A, an executive from a pharmaceutical company will tell you that of all the drugs that are tested in phase one, only 1% makes it to phase three, and they fall down by the wayside.
2: Question, is the fatigue due to lupus? And you'd be amazed. 30% of, of, of respondents in that exam said, oh, yeah, fatigue, that's a lupus feature. So, yes, it's due to lupus. But it wasn't, it was due to the hypothyroidism. And, and that's how mistakes get made. So when a patient comes into the trial, if you would have to guess
1: what's going to happen, you actually are probably going to be wrong many of the times. And so I think that it's not, it's not crazy to think that doing the trial is harder in lupus than in other areas on account of the, the complexity of the disease and the outcomes. But like David, you were just saying, we have gotten a lot better. We figured out ways to minimize exposure to other treatments
0: and with that i have an opinion to ask you about the trick to uh, to target perspective of patients
1: there's a trade off uh, if you set the target very high It may require more interventions and you may be worried about having to take a lot of medications, getting side effects. So you have to be respectful of the patient's wishes to find the right balance.
0: Can I launch another challenge for you to discuss?
2: Certainly in lupus trials, um, a placebo response seems to be, in almost every trial which does work, about 35 to 40%.
1: But my answer to that is that it was also not clear that they did respond. So I think, you know, you have to sort of use logic a little bit. And if the patient doesn't have interferon activation, why would you block it? But like I said, I'm sticking out my neck because I know a lot of people disagree with me.
0: David, you're nodding.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll I'll, I'll have a go at it then. Rob can come in. So I I think this this question is is vital, actually. It's a very important question. As you said, lupus is a very challenging disease. It's not like rheumatoid, where you're just looking at one organ or system, uh, and you've got an ACR 20 or 50, 70, whatever you're using. Uh, It's relatively straightforward. In lupus... On the one hand, you've got lupus nephritis. Every company does two kinds of trials. They do nephritis trials and non-nephritis trials. And nephritis are easy in the sense that you've got a nice hard endpoint. You've got a a biopsy, you've got a serum creatinine, a protein-creatinine ratio. That's relatively easy. The the challenge comes with the non-renal patients. I
1: do think that it would behoove the uh, regulators to allow physicians more in the way of gaining expertise. That would benefit the patients in the end. That would benefit the the uh, the medical profession that would benefit very many stakeholders if there was a little bit more room to to try try things
2: so patients i think and the reasons why patients take or very frequently or sometimes they don't take drugs is actually something which is 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 very challenging
1: and as a physician with practice we get a little bit more of a feel for which patient is the right patient for the drug and the drug the right drug for that patient
0: Thank you for listening. Join us for a new episode at the end of every month. In the show notes, you can find links to our library and relevant resources. You can now also follow us on Twitter at Lupus Academy and other social media.